Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. There'd be a lot of poop in my hands. <laughs> I've seen a six-foot alligator go swinging through the air and slam into a tree. These guys are the scientists of the supernatural, lecturers leaving lessons for inquiring laymen. They are applying the scientific method to a world that baffles science. They are the cryptids of the corn. But who else has big black wings and red eyes? Um, Batman. Oh, Mothman. Oh yeah, Mothman. A great white shark was stolen. Oh, someone stole a shark? I got stuff for you you don't even know about. She's a witch. She turned me into a newt. Who knows? Anything could be possible. Anything could be possible. It's really big mm-hmm. abduction vibes. Holy moly. It sounds like you were abducted. And it just stood up. I mean, it just like kept going and going. And she goes, what the Welcome back to Cryptids of the Corn Podcast. I am the great and powerful mystery. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, brother. And I am Macho Man Randy. Wait, Macho Man J Savage clone number, I don't know, four. Four. Okay. Oh, yeah. And thank you guys for joining us on this amazing episode. This is going to be a weird episode. I did this script uh, incredibly tired, and it ended up in a weird place. That's all right. But we'll get to the topic here in a minute. Let's do our front of house stuff real fast, rapid fire-ish. Uh, the GoFundMe is live. So that's for our lawn chair documentary series coming out on YouTube. Kickstarter. The Kickstarter. What did I say? GoFundMe. Oh, sorry. Kickstarter. The Kickstarter yes. is live. The link is below. If you guys are able to donate, we greatly appreciate it. If you're not able to donate, please still share it around to help yeah. get some support for it. Just share. It's free, and it helps us out. We greatly appreciate it. You might you might share it to that one person that'll just be like here's give us the full donation in one yeah uh but no it's for the camera equipment microphones carrying case that kind of stuff that's really all it's buying right Uh, we can handle the rest of the stuff um but yeah so that's exciting we're going to do it basically it's like a paranormal documentary series or the cryptozoological documentary series about areas that everybody can access that people may not realize have anything paranormal about them uh kelly's island is one that we've talked about on the show before uh, the Willard UFO, we've already started working on getting some strings pulled for that one. You know who you are out there. Yeah. Hint, hint, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. But no, so you guys <laughs> I, are able to support. We greatly appreciate it. I was just going to say his name just to be funny. but say his first name. I know. I was going to do the whole thing, but no, never mind. It's, say his first name. The moment's pass. The moment's pass, Gary. Give him a shout out. Yeah, there we go. Moment's pass, Gary, but you know who you are. Uh, if you're coming to any shows, let us know. The next one on the docket is Small Town Monsters Fest, but we just had Ohio Bigfoot this past weekend, and it was amazing. We are pretty sure. Pretty sure. This is time travel. This is the week before. But I know some of you guys are coming. We're super excited. Uh, I think we finally met James and his wife. <laughs> if we didn't, sorry. But I he said he was coming, so. Right, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, so we're super, super excited. 
if you need to email us or if you're going to contact us to get on the show or do a cross-promotion show of another podcast, email is the best way. Uh, so please use that. If you'd like to join our Patreon, Crypts of the Corns we'll slash get, Patreon. And yeah, dot join. com. We'll get to that in a second. Oh, okay. Uh, corrections about the DWA, the Dangerous Wildlife Act in the UK. Uh, so this was sent to Andrew, our UK listener. He was gracious enough. He did it. You know, he's very polite, but there was some corrections. Uh, he did it amazingly. So we greatly appreciate you, Andrew. And he's working on some other stuff for us right now. Oh, all right. Uh, so I'm using him as a resource because uh, it's very hard for a person here in the U.S. without a VPN to get full access to some of these websites. Research foreign sites yeah. in other countries. Yeah. Uh, so the correction was that the licenses only cost about three to five hundred dollars U.S. Uh, to get a big cat. But there was fear before the license went to, or the law went to effect that it was going to be like that 15 grand like we talked about. Yeah. So a lot of these people jumped the gun on releasing their cats. Just let them go. Uh, but that's that. Thank you, Andrew. Greatly appreciate it. Uh, if you have corrections are always fine. He did it amazingly. He sent an email saying, hey, here's some links to some websites and stuff like that. And I can only see about half the links. Like the other half of them were blocked. Hmm. But that's just because I'm in the U.S. Right. Yeah. Censorship. Mm hmm. Uh, the, the Aussie community and the world has lost a great cryptozoologist, uh, ancient, uh, re, like ancient culture researcher. His name is Rex Gilroy. Ash sent this to us. So thank you, Ash. Uh, you, you guys have heard Ash on the show several times already or about her and then one episode. Yep. So we greatly appreciate Ash. Uh, UFOs, Yowies and ancient cultures are what he kind of researched. Rex Gilroy. Uh, I have his little blurb here. We're going to read it. He just passed away recently, I believe the 9th of April. Uh, and this is just him writing about himself. In the course of my research over many years, I observed that the ancient myths and legends of Aboriginal people speak of a race of culture heroes who inhabited the lands a long time ago, dream time, and had passed on much of their culture to the Aborigines. These culture heroes are various described as being pale or white-skinned. They had the shape of many natural, sorry, they that they had shaped many of the natural geological features, and erected many, uh, often truly monolithic rock formations. And they worshipped the sun, the moon, and the stars. They gave the Aborigines laws and passed on the elements of their religion, such as the sun, the earth mother, the sky father worship, and taught the Aborigines warriors the manufacturing of boomerangs and the use of womera in spear throwing. These traditions uh, convinced me over 30 years ago that the advance of megalithic monument building people had inhabited Australia. Absolutely. Uh, but he's done some amazing research. He's also, you know, he's very, very known for the alleys. I included this little blurb because I knew this would hit Jay. Yeah. Uh, you're going to love this. Like, we're going to do, I think we're going to do a full episode on his research with ancient cultures. Nice. Okay. I'm down uh, for that. It's very, to me, I read some of it over the last couple of weeks. It's very, very similar to what we kind of talk about with what we think happened with the mound building culture here, here in the U.S. Mm -hmm. And to me, I kind of think they may be the same culture. Ooh. If there's some, there's some, they did a lot of stuff in rock, but yeah. clay soil and stuff like that's not very available in Australia. Mm-hmm. So it's very interesting that, you know, if you had to pick what's easier to move, a whole bunch of clay or a whole bunch of rock. Yeah. Clay is probably a little easier. Yeah, you're going to pick But if clay. you don't have clay, you don't have clay. You got you to move what you got. So anyways, Rex has passed away. So the world has lost a great researcher uh, for many, 
many paranormal and cryptozoological uh, areas. And it's just his, historical areas, you know, all together. Right. Hidden history, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So when we wanted to acknowledge him, because uh, I know not just Ash, but several of our Australian listeners, you know, they this was... This is one of their big guys. Right, yeah. You know, I didn't know about Rex, you know, but I'm halfway across the world. Right, yeah. But we'll definitely be doing, I think, a full episode on him. He's a very interesting character, and his research is very interesting. Now you know he's worth learning about because he's been suppressed here. You know yeah. what I mean? VPN. VPN? Or VPN. That's oh, our VPN. Next gotcha, gotcha. So thank you. Thank you, Ash, for letting us know. Yeah. Greatly appreciate it. Now, let's move on to new reviews. Ooh, new five-star reviews? Yes. Remember, if you give us a five-star review uh, and with a blurb or whatever comment you want under it, under the Apple, uh, what, reviews? What yeah. would you got? Well, read them on the show, like right now. And then, uh, so Spotify's doing some new stuff with, it says, tell us about the show. Uh, we'll try to read some of those, too, if they're, if they're, as long as they're positive. Be positive. Right, yeah. But no, we'll try to read some of those, too, for our Spotify listeners. Uh, but yeah. So this is from Little, uh, so capital D, star, 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 R. So I don't know what the swear word is. Little was the beginning? Yeah. I don't know either. Anyways, so I love listening to your show. I first heard you guys in the confessionals, and now I listen all the time. Your theory about UFOs being living organisms occupy my thoughts on a regular basis since I heard it. You guys are definitely teaching me to think outside the box. Hey. Hey, we appreciate you. Yeah, thank you. And that's what we're here for. Now, here's an interesting name. Thank you, little... Thank you, little D star 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 <laughs> star R. Greatly appreciate you. Uh, next one is Moosher Boy. Ooh, Moosher Boy. So M-O-O-C-H-E-R. Moocher. Moocher? Yeah. Okay, Moocher Boy. Very tasty podcast. Ooh. Love this podcast. Hope y'all are well, or hope all is well for y'all. P.S. Do you like potatoes? I do like potatoes. I love potatoes. It's probably the most eaten vegetable in this household. Vegetable is a very loose term. I was gonna say it's a it's a, tu- it's a tuber. Vegetable's not a not, not a biological term. Oh, it's not. Mm-mm. What's what's it mean? Hmm? What's it mean then? I mean, it basically means a plant that's bred to eat. Okay. Like herbs could technically be vegetables and stuff like that, even though they're herbs. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like vegetable is not a biological term. It's so, an industrial term. Mm, gotcha. Okay. It's f- fruits a, fruit a biological is. term. Yeah. Okay. Makes interesting. Sense. Interesting stuff. Yeah. But yeah, so we do like potatoes. I do. Yeah. We'll have to get a PO box for you guys to send us potatoes. Right. And you know, alcohol. You, you got. Yeah, I was gonna do the thing from hint, Forrest hint, Gump. Wink, wink. Nudge, nudge. Where he's naming all the different uh, shrimp on Forrest Gump. I'll do it with potatoes. We like Yukon gold potatoes. Blue potatoes. Blue red skin potatoes. Scallop potatoes. Now uh, you're naming types of food. potatoes. That's you like, can only think of three actual species of potato. Well, that's kind of what he did 50. on what he did with the shrimps. So you ready for Patreon members? Yeah, we got new Patreon members. So yeah, this is a lot of fun. We love our Patreon members. It's just a ball. Uh Jennifer McLaughlin. McLaughlin, maybe? McLaughlin. Let me see you. Yeah, that's that's McLaughlin, but I, I like McLaughlin better. Pe- people come for the mispronunciations. Yeah, McLaughlin. You know what? I hope we make her McLaugh a lot. Ross, we just talked to Ross today on the Facebook Live. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So Welcome, Ross, thank Ross. you. Yeah. John, thank you, John. John. John is another biologist after my own heart. 
There you go. Big Bad John. Big Bad John is on our Patreon. <laughs> okay, so thank you, John, for joining. And literally, right as we were getting here this morning, Jared Tiny Fisher. All right. Thank you, Jared, for joining. I wonder if he's related to a uh, wild Carrie? man Fisher. Oh, oh, Carrie Fisher? Or Carrie Fisher. Uh, but yeah, so that's all of our, that's our new Patreon stuff. Yeah, Patreon's a lot of fun. Um, oh, sorry. Trying I to read the script ahead. ahead. No, so uh, Patreon's a lot of fun. We do all kinds of stuff. This month's event, I believe we're going to do a live show for the Patreon members. Woo-hoo, we just got to pick a date. Woo-hoo, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. We try to do, there's like special events and all that kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah, live events. Okay, so let's get into today's topic. All right. I know we're, we mentioned it before. Why did we mention it? We haven't mentioned it yet on the no. Trolls of Scandinavia. Ooh. This is a hard one to research, especially when you're tired, and especially when all the sites are talking about internet trolls. Oh, yeah. Those kind of trolls. I bet there's some good internet trolls from Scandinavia. They yeah, seem- there, no, there is. Like, they're having real issues with, like, it's different over there than it is here for what like, consists of a troll. What? Like like bad wise or yeah. like they're nefar- more nefarious. Yes, they're definitely worse they're, over there. They're better at it. They're like yeah, just causing havoc. That's that's you know you need chaos with order. So let's talk about the origins of the mythology. As North mythology goes, uh, mostly it's mostly handed down orally. So that there's kind of like you'll hear some funky and contradictive stuff about trolls coming up. Okay, uh, but gods and monsters are reflected by different names. Uh, when they come to interpret their source material, the poet Ida and Pors Ida were the best attempts of writing down da- everything down. We find various disagreements with scholars and almost everything that we're going to talk about. Okay. So basically, there's pretty much only been two uh, Norse scholars that try to write down any of their oral traditions. Okay, got and it all in the Norse like mythology kind of yeah. modern day version. Like no, like no, during the time when it was. Like during the oral tradition time, there's only two of them that ever try to write any of it down. Okay, gotcha. And they contradict heavily. But the, the two and people, the two, the two or- people contradict yeah. heavily. Gotcha. Okay. And then the people that argue about today argue about it. Right. Well, why not? When the source is already contradictory. So this is a good thing for a podcast. The noun troll or troll, because it just doesn't matter because it's pronounced the same way. Oh, gotcha. I've. Uh- Meaning a various, uh, it uh, can mean variations. Here's just here's how big of a problem it means for troll in Scandinavia. It can mean friend. It can mean demon. It can mean werewolf. It can mean giant. That's a lot of different uh, things yes. under one. It, it comes from the Proto-Germanic word trula, uh, or an, un, an and some unknown origins. Uh, there is much overlap with the term Jormen, which means giant. I actually knew that one. Trolls. Burrs, which means hostile monster. Riza, which means heroic beings. And some theorize that there are four distinct classifications, while others believe that troll is kind of a catch-all term for mischievous or dangerous monster. Yeah, that's more what I was thinking. And once again, everything I just said is heavily argued with scholars. So people that literally devote their lives to studying this, this Norse mythology and stuff like that argue about this all the time. And I think it really falls into the oral traditions of the group it comes from, to where I think they're all right. Gotcha. That if you want to go with this certain area of Norse mythology, yes, you can find it. It means demon, mm-hmm. or it means giant, or it means the fey folk, which will pop up later. Right. Or it just means it's a word for your friend to call him ugly. 
I'm not joking. Like literally, like you troll would be more of a like a fun derogatory term. Like how we use it here. Yeah. From time to time. Yeah. Like we like here in the US you call people a toad. I think you do that more than anyone I know. But it, I remember my grandma calling people toads and yeah. stuff like that. But, you know, it's just me, like, gross. Right, yeah. So it's, it's Toad. already problems. Uh, what we do get a kind of agreement on is that we distill all of these arguments down. There are two types of trolls. Trolls of the mountain and trolls of the forest. The first type is known for being uh, the forest or mountain trolls. And they are generally described as being large, dumb, brutish creatures akin to uh, large Neanderthal. Uh, these are the beings you see eating hobbits for dinner on Lord of the Rings and used to distract Voldemort and Harry Potter. Mm. They are said to be used their connections with nature to uproot trees and use them as clubs, as well as being able to cause hurricanes and avalanches. Uh, there are also trolls who, with who riddle you have to saw it across a bridge you find this in the story of like the billy goats and all that stuff but that that's real like what uh, what is your favorite color what is your name what is this the average speed of a sparrow yeah yeah what? i forget, and forget is what... european or african yeah. i don't know and then he explodes <laughs> yeah. uh so this is kind of the first kind of general type is this mountain or forest troll these are your big guys so when you, I guess here in the U.S., when you think about a troll, this is what you're thinking about. Mm, okay. uh, yeah, if yeah. you had to paint a picture, this is the thing you're thinking of. Okay. Um, the next one is trolls of the cave. And cave trolls. Yeah. So this is not saying that they are all these, live in caves. Is these the ones that live like in you know in the in the basement of like their their mother's home and yes. type on the internet? Now, have you seen have you seen Elsa Frozen? Is that like the second one? Either uh, no, the first movie, the first one. Okay, uh, yeah, I've the seen the little it. trolls that raise the kid, raise the guy. That's what those are. Okay, it's, they, it's they're little tiny trolls that look like rocks. Okay, okay. Uh, but unlike their four stone cousins, these guys live completely underground or mostly underground. They're depicted as being very small, like size of child, having large round bodies, short stubby legs. Uh, they're very puckwudgy esque. Okay, and generally they're not bad if you don't mess with them. They're kind of like they're not friendly to humans, though, by any means. Oh, they're not. Uh, but they're not malicious either. Okay. These are the trolls that are very much we're going to talk about later. Uh, they you don't mess with me, I won't mess with you. But if you mess with me, I'll make your life a living hell. Okay. So One of those guys. Yeah. And they're small. You said right? The cave ones in particular. Yeah, they're very small, rocky appearance. Okay. Uh, no matter what type of troll, they all have the characteristics in common. Aside from generally being unfriendly. Uh, they're generally depicted as st stupid and dangerous. Hmm. So it's especially the big guys, but they're known to out like lash out more easily than than not. Right. Yeah. Uh, in defense. Getting a better or so how do you get it over on a troll? One tales of an Alaska Dan, a young uh, young son of a farmer who needed wood from the forest to pay off his debt. Uh, when his first two sons went into the forest and they returned empty-handed, having been scared away by a troll, Askadan went into the forest with a piece of cheese to keep him from starving. When he encountered the angry troll, Askadan pulled out the piece of cheese, pretending it was a rock, squeezed it until a uh, way came out. Thus the troll was fooled, fearing his great strength, offering to help the boy with cutting his wood. <laughs> 
after working hard, the troll invited the boy back to his house for a meal. And as he was tending the fire, he pointed to two large buckets and asked the boy to fetch water. The boy realized he couldn't carry such massive buckets alone, fill them with water. So he claimed that they were too small and that he would simply bring the whole spring instead. Okay. So where do you think the story's going so far? So, so far you got these, this boy first outsmarted the troll. Right. But he lied. And now the lie has got him into deeper trouble. Right. It's caught up to him. So what do you think he does? He probably siphons the water out of the spring. Let's find out together. The troll obviously didn't want the whole spring in his house, so they exchanged chores. Aha. Uh-huh. Okay. So basically he was going like, I'll bring a whole spring. So the troll's like, I don't want my house to flood. Yeah. So you play with the fire. I'll go get the water. Yeah. The boy tended the fire while the troll was out to get uh, water to make porridge. Once it was ready, the boy suggested they have an eating contest. They ate as much as they could. However, the boy had placed his knapsack underneath his skirt and was filling it with porridge without the troll noticing it. Once it was full, he stashed it in a hole and he would continue to eat. Once the troll was full and could eat no more, the boy suggested the troll cut a hole in his stomach like the boy appeared to have done so he could uh, so he could see how much he had eaten. The troll, being rather stupid, did so promptly and died. Thus, the boy took all the gold and silver, uh, and then he could pay off the debts. So he had the. Uh, so basically, he acted. He put this board, like this sack, underneath his skirt, and was like, "See, I got all this food. Like, I can pull it out of my stomach." And the troll's like, "Oh, okay." Cut a hole in his stomach and died. Yeah, he 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 made the uh, what's that called? He made the troll perform seppuku on himself. Yeah, he cut himself open, dead. If you can't outsmart a troll, the next best thing is church bells. Uh, like the bells. unchristian beings, trollers said to be, they are driven crazy by the sound of church bells and they run away. Trolls are also repelled by lightning, which kills them as a result of the run-in with Thor, who have said to hunted the trolls to almost extinction mm. in the past. Interesting. That's actually pretty awesome. So let's talk about the church bell. And it's a cool thing in Scandinavia. There's a lot of churches that have massive boulders yeah. near them. And people say it's from the old trolls used to throw the rocks at them from a long distance trying to hit the bell. Nice. Okay. Uh, and then lightning, yeah. Thor is supposed to be uh, one of the Norse gods. Hated trolls. Uh, he also hated the giants. And this is kind of the thing that we think the trolls and the giants may be the same race. Mm, okay. But yeah. And it really depends. Like, I love the new God of War game. I haven't played it yet. It's really good. I don't play it. I watch playthroughs because I'm weird. Wow. Uh, anyways, they p- paint the giants in a really positive light and they paint the Norse gods in a really negative light. Interesting. And I enjoy it. I just enjoy the the flip storytelling. The, yeah, the flip dynamic. Yeah. It, it is great. Story, that game alone is great for storytelling. So I'm, I, I need to play it. Some legends also tell that trolls turn to stone when exposed to sunlight. And they have uh, these huge stony crags in places such as Torden Tubin, which means troll peaks in Norway. And in fact, many places within Norway are named after these creatures. The Trollgenstein Mountain Pass is a famous Trollgena. Uh, the troll tongue rock formation where it looks like the giant head with a, his tongue sticking out. Hmm. No matter what type of troll you encounter, you know that you will need to do so to keep your wits about you, to keep a knapsack full of cheese, and hope you have some church bells around. <laughs> that, so that's kind of this fun little article I found about, like, just kind of in general, just trolls. You ever seen that movie Troll Hunter? Yes, I love it. And I love the new one, too. Oh, I haven't seen the Netflix new one. Netflix redid one. It's They said in the same universe, I don't feel like it is. 
because the trolls are very different but still similar. They're not the are they the giant yeah. ones? Like okay, yeah, and they, they actually, turn to stone when the light. They actually deal with the troll king in this one. Oh, okay. Was it in English this one? No, or is it still? It's still in Swedish. Okay, cool. I like that movie. It was it's good. It's they're they're both really good. I think I don't think they're in the same universe. Is the only the only nitpick I have. Yeah. To say is that they're not in the same universe, but they're both very good movies. They just say it to sell, mm-hmm. like to so people watch it. I guess. Yeah. Interesting. But the in the new one, the trolls only fought the, the troll only fought the military, like people messed with them, and it very much follows the troll behavior is as in in reports of like this kind of stuff, like mm-hmm. when. He walks. He does actually destroy houses. Walking like he doesn't care. He's destroying houses, but in one scene. So sorry. Here's spoiler alerts. Yeah. Uh, in one scene, he's fighting helicopters. And he knocks a helicopter out of the air, but it's going to land on a family, and he catches the helicopter and sets it beside so it doesn't hit the family. Ah. So it's very much showing you early on in the film that it's like they do have some. Well, sympathy. he's not evil. Yeah. He's not. He doesn't necessarily care, but. When his actions are causing destruction, he tries to avoid it. Gotcha. Okay. He's looking for the other trolls. There's some sympathy behind those mm-hmm. cold, dead eyes. And then I have I have three encounters for you, and they're all over the place. Okay. Uh, but before we get in there, I want to like, hit some key notes. Uh, trolls are said to be fae. Okay. And some legends and lore. Some people include them in the fae like, dictionary as in they're a type of fae. They are semi-spiritual, semi-non-spiritual beings. Uh, they're reported in, like I said earlier, both big and small. It seems like there are stories of people encountering these really big, big trolls. And I mean bigger than Bigfoot, bigger than like a lot of that kind of stuff. Yeah, trolls, like, like hulking big yeah, trolls. Yeah, They almost look like the Grafton monster. Right, that's right. And that'll come back around here too. I mean, with all the different... It's almost like Faye itself are... A catch-all term? Yes, and so are trolls. Yes. But it's almost like they're these beings that kind of live in our realm that kind of don't. They're kind of in between. The Fey world. Yeah. And the Fey just, realm is what it's called. Like literally, yeah. in the Fey legends, that's what, that they pop in and pop out. Uh, some beings are more tied to our world and some beings are more tied to the Fey realm. Yeah. And it's just, it's just, yeah. Trolls I, I, are one that's more tied to our physical world, but are still considered a part of the Fey. Fey, Yeah. It just it's a lot of overlap and a Blue lot of gnomes are another one too. And they are considered more trolly or no fae. More, no more there are their gnomes are fae. Yeah. But they're considered more here in the physical world than the fae world. They almost remind me of when you're talking these trolls, like gnomes kind of fall into that this troll of, category. There, there's some overlap, definitely. Yeah. So there are many stories of them uh taking human brides. And being able to breed with humans, being able to reproduce. Uh, there are also many... Oh, okay. Let's pause right there. Okay. I'm going to ask you from a biological standpoint. If, let's say, that is true, does that mean they have to be in, in some form or another part of our... Uh, part of, you know, what's that word? The genus, family? Yeah, so basically our family. Yes, it does. As in far as without technology. As yeah. we know right now, humans can actually splice other animals' DNAs together. Yeah. But as in full on repro- natural reproduction, yeah, you would need to be very closely related. Mm. Uh, like even some species of horse can't breed with other species of horse, and I mean as in the general term of the family horse. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, zebras can breed with donkeys. I do not know if they can breed with horses. Hmm. Yeah. I don't know. It's an interesting thought. Yes. Definitely. It definitely is. So like same thing with Bigfoot. Bigfoot said to do this. Yeah. Uh, they're also said to have 
been a lot of trading with trolls, like whole communities of trolls. So some of these really monstrous trolls, I mean 40 to 50 foot trolls, uh, some of these were told to come into town once a year to trade with a, like a village where well, they would have all this, like they'd have literally like they'd, oh, they'd have these big knapsacks on their back with chunks of ore the size of uh, like buggies. And they would trade stuff like cheese. Like they really like cheese. If you can't tell, what, I was going to say, sense? what would they like? That would they need from us? Like cheese, cheese. okay. Like stuff that like human product the, yeah. and and fabric. They did wear clothes mm. by most accounts, but they weren't known to make their own fabrics. Gotcha. But there were whole areas that were trolls weren't these bad malicious creatures. They were very much. There's these stories of them. If you don't mess with me, I won't mess with you. And you stay out of my home, I'll stay out of yours. Mm. But like like even several families. Uh, there was one story. There's this Netflix show again called Hildy that I enjoy, but it shows this troll story where this monster troll is it's very Krampusy. Okay. Has cages with kid bad kids on her back and comes in and takes all the bad kids once a year out and eats them and stuff like that. We need we need more of them. Yeah. Uh but no, so it's just it's very interesting that these monstrous size trolls are said to come to town and there's even some old paintings of these trolls like walking in the middle of the street, making sure they don't step on people. Huh? Uh, it's very, we'll get into it. I know I can see your gears turning and I, I know how you're going to end with this already. You know nothing, but it's, it's very interesting. Giants. Yeah. But it's really interesting that there, that there's these side of the legends that you don't hear very often. Right. Yeah. Kind of like that, that story, the BFG, you ever see the that? big friendly giant? Yeah. Yeah. Or, but I mean, he would, he was cautious, but like he was the only one of the giants that or trolls because they were he trolls. Was, yeah, right. I mean, pretty much. It's pretty much how you're describing these. But he was cautious about people and protecting people, and you know, make sure he didn't destroy anything. But then he had like brothers or whatever, or cousins or family that he lived with, that other trolls that were extremely destructive and wanted to like kill humans so and eat very, them. Yes. It, and to me, it's pretty accurate as in how they're described. Yeah. Uh, it's very much on a troll to troll basis. Uh, right. Yeah. How humans are. Individual. Yep. Yeah. Uh, they're also known to strike deals. Okay. Uh, like they, ha- you do not go in a troll's home, a troll's territory. Yeah. Uh, but there are no, like paths that would be like built through their areas and stuff like that. And deals would be struck. As in, like, yearly payments or such, you know, where as long as you don't mess with anybody on this travel path, you know, they're not allowed to go into your home past this travel path. But, you know, as long as you don't mess with them, once a year, you know, you get 100 pounds of cheese or something. Wine was another big one that was talked about in stories a lot. Yeah. To where Trolls, one of these products that they probably couldn't make themselves, if you want to believe everything fully, you know, that there's these products that they couldn't make themselves. But they had the ability not to eat people. Right, yeah. So that's some, that's a product in itself. Yeah, I just won't eat you or squish you or step on your home. There's also curses with messing with trolls areas. So here's where they get into more of the spiritual area. Okay. To where, like, there was this one, and we're going to talk about construction here in a second, where these people would kill themselves. Like, there was, like, the helicopter went down after surveying this, this mountain pass in Scandinavia. They were going to build a bridge. And all the, le- all the locals were like, don't build a bridge in this pass. That's where a troll lives. Yeah. And they're like, no, no, no. You know, we're going to build this bridge. Uh, three of, I think, the 10 guys killed themselves in, like, the following month. And then a helicopter crashed and killed, like, six of the seven left. So when you say kill themselves, it's not like the, 
like the government, you know, was, you shot yourself in the I head don't twice. think so. Committed I think suicide. it really was like uh, the one guy was going to therapy with severe depression for like that month and stuff like that. Like hmm. it seems like that kind of thing, like like a, almost more of a poltergeisty ghosty like or the trolls uh, implemented infrasound. And that could be too. And just went and drove them mad. But this fear persists in modern day construction. Yeah. So I want to say this because this to me, I, I don't. You could say they're very superstitious. I, I don't know. We know pair, and we know some of our Swedish friends, uh, and they are superstitious. It's just as much as we are. Yeah, I know. They burn their whole village down. Every they canceled that. Yeah, I, I seen that pair. So they sad. canceled your your village burning for the year. That's but, ridiculous. Don't let them do it, pair. Start the, the fire down. Burn. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Make a point. <laughs> but. They're just as superstitious as we are. It's not like an extra superstitious area of the world or anything like that is mm-hmm. what I'm getting at. But there are in Scandinavia as a whole, uh, Norway is one I think of, that they will literally find what they call troll stones or, and they will build, they will completely change a construction like plan based off of finding a troll's home. Yeah. Uh, because there's so much fear of actually messing with it that they don't want to do it. Uh, it's it's ruined whole like highway construction projects and stuff like that and it's kind of fun in a weird way that like i guess what a troll's home is like a certain piling of rocks is like a thing like kind of like a bigfoot but much bigger yeah well, where you imagine. see these rock structures and you're like okay this is the entrance of a troll's territory we can't build the overpass or we can't build a highway through here and some of the government officials are like no we're gonna we're gonna build it we're not gonna go around this mountain because you guys think a troll, a troll lives, lives, there. lives there yeah and then all the workers stop showing up. Yeah. And, and then there's supernatural stuff is said to occur. Everything from like more mundane stuff like rocks fl- flying from the forest at the construction equipment to like, like I said, suicide and just overall like feelings of dread and stuff like that, which, you know, could be infrasound or could be much more paranormal. Yeah. To where people seeing trolls like standing there and trolls, I guess I didn't really go over their full appearance. Uh, they're said to have gigantic like noses and these aren't like, prominent pointy noses like uh these are noses that hang down over their mouth i think squidward huh okay uh but hairy but humanoid features big bellies these giant arms like uh they're they're not bigfoot as in described how we describe bigfoot right they're much more pot-bellied uh shorter legs longer arms uh it's very interesting creatures and these are the forest ones or the mountain ones and the uh, the, the cave ones are described as similar, too, but just smaller. Gotcha. And having a more rocky appearance. Right. Well, probably, yeah. Like the thing from Fantastic Four. Like the thing from Fantastic Four. There we go. So I have two... He's a cave troll. I have two short encounters. I had a third longer one. Mm-hmm. I think we're going to save for a whole different episode. Okay. Uh, but just a very... We'll talk about it. Well, I'll, I'll give you a general overview of that one because it's incredibly long. Uh, the first one is a story that was submitted to this site by... Fred and Marsta in Sweden. Here you go, pair. Just for you, just for you, baby girl. Uh, so on Sunday, the 28th of February, my husband and I were walking out for a couple hours in the beautiful sunshine. I see videos pair doing this all the time. Yeah. Like it's just like they'll just walk it's out a, into the forest. It's a Swedish thing. Yeah. And this this is a story why you don't do that. Oh, okay. It felt like the first real uh, day of spring of 2021. Here in Marsta, Sweden. Sorry, Marsta is not a person; it's a place. Oh, okay. Uh, once again, I translated this using Google. Yeah. So forgive me if some of the 
sentences don't make sense. Right. Yeah, we'll figure it out. Uh, so Marsta, Sweden. Para, where's Marsta? A suburb just south of Stockholm. That's where it is. <laughs> Thank you, Bear. The area that we lived in is full of ancient structures, everything from grave mounds, from the Iron and Bronze Age, old Viking forts, rune stones, and many other things. This day we decided to walk to what's left of an ancient fort up on top of a hill in the deep forest, being Shantigan's Castle. Ooh, a castle. My husband is a photographer, and there's always time for a portrait which I'm quite spoiled with 14 years together. After checking out the abandoned old house near the road, he asked me to pose in the middle of the road for a shot, which I did. Later, upon uploading it on Twitter, a fellow asked me uh, what was standing by the side of the road not far from me. I was surprised to find out, in my own opinion, a troll-like creature merged with nature, partially transparent. It looked like it was studying my husband and looking directly into the camera, slightly turned into my direction. Yes, I am aware of pareidolia, and it might be that. It's very similar to a troll from the artist John Berners, uh, actually, but also like a hunching Bigfoot. Maybe my eyes just wanted to see what they wanted to see, but even if it's just a splendid case of pareidolia, it's also quite creepy and organic looking. No matter what, I find myself to be quite magical. There's something with nature spirits to me. At least I want to believe. On the way home, we also saw a strange phenomenon in the sky. Mm. A bright, shiny spot in a cloud with something else. The trace of a spiral shape moving in it. Okay. A fun, cool walk. Not just only for the Schrodinger's troll... I also call it the UFO, or in the UFO because the spring is fairly coming and it's something in the Swedes, like a lot of sun and warmth. Interesting. So yeah, that's some of that sentence structure was a little hard to read and it's not the author's fault. It was Google trans like translate. Yeah, it all made sense though. Uh, so she, basically they take this picture and we hear this phenomenon in the US a lot. Yeah. Take a picture and then you see something later on in the picture. Right. Uh, and what happens is if it is a biological creature, let's say it's a flesh and blood thing, they stand very, very still. People will not notice deer and elk here in the U.S. because they're standing very, very still. Mm-hmm. And your eyes are, a human brain is designed to pick up on movement. Right, exactly. So later on when people on YouTube and Twitter are sitting there analyzing the photo, you can start seeing things pop out. And like she's she very honest, says pareidolia is, you know, is an option, but it looks very Bigfooty. It had a shape of a creature. It looks like a face. And I seen the picture. You guys online can go look this up. Uh... It looks very Bigfooty, or at least what we'd call it. Yeah, it may be a Bigfoot in the picture. It may be a, a branch, but it also may be a Bigfoot. Yeah. But it also seems to have an outline that kind of turns into more of like we talked about with the predator, the uh, Lima, Ohio predator creature, mm, to where it kind of okay. you can see the outline, but it's transparent. Yeah, you still can't see it. And then it's also paired with what she said is a UFO phenomena. But what she's basically describing is a cloud with what appears to be a vortex in the middle of it. Yeah, it sounds like one of those videos of like a you see of like a, a quote unquote a portal in the sky right. opening, or like the what's that uh, the Tesla weird things they when they supposedly are flying rockets up in the space and whatnot. It creates like these weird streaks or you know behind it, kind of looking similar sure. type of thing. So if we go with the more fey folk option mm-hmm. for trolls. Uh, Fae folk are supposed to hop in and out of portals, yeah. and gates, and stuff like that. 
also with the alien angle, oftentimes is that uh, what we believe is whatever the alien phenomena is, and they may be fey folk in themselves. Uh, you see two or three weird phenomena. Uh, last week we did owls and UFO phenomena connected. Yeah. So you kind of see that too. That you have, and we did a couple weeks before that we did Bigfoot UFO connection. I guess we've been on a UFO kick. I didn't yeah, realize ain't that, it. Ain't that weird? <laughs> uh, but no, so it's this kind of weird connection with UFOs, or they may be the connection with the Fey folk, that you have these weird objects and lights and artifacts in the sky with also seeing or experiencing cryptid creatures. Uh, it's just an odd thing. It's all odd. There, there's no big piece to these stories, but it's just odd that they happened in proximity. Right, overlap. Yeah. Is it, yeah, is it coincidence, or is it one and the same, like, phenomena, you know, together sorry it's my brain phenomena so those are those two sorry it's my brain (laughs) it is you're you're right something's wrong with it you know how to book flights and hotels all you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive that's why you need viator book guided tours activities excursions and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So, I have another. I have two more Swedes for you. Two more Swedes. Yeah. Ooh. It's how self-described. I don't know. If that's derogatory. That's what Pear says all the time. I don't think it's nothing wrong with that. But two Swedes from the nearby woods began to hear strange noises around them. They suddenly experienced an orb sighting. 
followed by an attack of an unseen beast or force. So this is the account. A friend and I went to the woods to barbecue over a fire, as we do now and again all around here. I live in Stockholm, Sweden, and the woods that goes that lies next to our apartments in Guba Agana. Guba Agana? Guba Agana. Okay. Sounds G-U-B-B-A-N-G-E-N. like G-U-B-B-A-N-G-E-N. It sounds like a word on the Sims. Gubagan? Uh no, I like Guba Agana. It just sounds like, you know, the Sims when they talk. It's like that. Gubagana. Like, yeah, Gubagana. Mangroman Chan. I have always <laughs> been into Sasquatch Bigfoot subject, and I know they're real. We have them here in Sweden as well. What people refer to as trolls here is the same thing as Bigfoot and Sasquatch, just seen from different names. However, my friend and I went to the woods to a specific place we always go to when we're making a fire for barbecue and drinking beer. That's a common Swedish thing. Yeah. <laughs> After a while, the fire we started, I grabbed a big stick and went to the tree to knock hard three times. Ten minutes pass uh, and further into the woods and we and see this orb just appear and hover about three meters off the ground. I stared at it, thinking to myself that it's not a person with a flashlight or anything like that at all. The orb just hovered at the same spot and then just disappeared. I thought to myself, weird stuff is about to go down. Hmm. Time passes and the darkness falls over the woods. We sat in front of the fire and we hear weird noises. My friend asked if I heard that. I looked over the fire in the darkness and saw two yellow eyes glowing in the darkness staring at us. I said, do you see those eyes staring at us? He confirmed that he did. That is not a human or an animal. And I agreed with him. We sat there for 30 seconds when suddenly moving away, almost floating, leaving traces of the glowing eyes. I was creeped out. One week later, we go into the same spot in the dark. The fire was lit when we suddenly start to hear trees break in the woods, thick tree breaks. It started from left and moved to the right of the circling around us. The tree breaks keep moving and it, around us and keeps getting closer and closer and gets quiet for a couple minutes. All of a sudden, 15 meters to the right of us, a big effing tree echoes through the woods. My friend quickly stood up. This five-meter-long log crashes into a big rock right in front of us. Suddenly, something that appears behind us smashes the log on another log. We jump back and away, and then it hit the upper part of the log, which means that the thing is huge and strong as hell. My friend turns the flashlight to look around. We see nothing, and it's quiet. When we walked into the around in the woods, we were loud as hell, twigs breaking, tons of sounds just under our feet. But this thing moves fast and silently around us. That's the scary part as well. We were all scared as hell and quickly left. One other time, I was there walking on the track. Two stones came flying above and as land in front of me. It looks up in the tree and see a transparent shape thing in the tree, and then it just disappears. Mm. That's like that Lima Ohio predator. Very similar, in the, but yeah. a lot of Bigfoot elements, but really yeah. violent. And he's trying to describe these trees as just massive. There's pictures that accompany this article. Uh, they're just massive logs. Like old, old like thousand world pound trees. logs. Yeah. Like, you know, 15,000 pounds, you know, 1,500 pounds, just massive. 
So he is going in with the Bigfoot mindset and is experiencing these things. And this is a phenomenon I also talk about here in the U.S. that when you go in with a lens and you experience any paranormal phenomenon, that you will have it filtered through that lens. Right. If you're a ghost hunter, this is all ghost. If you're a Bigfoot hunter, this is all Bigfoot. If you're a troll hunter, this is all troll. Mm -hmm. But he is also going with the mindset that trolls are Bigfoot. Okay. Like one so in the I'm same. just pointing all this stuff out. Uh, either they're the same creature or what? They follow the same they, He thinks they're the same creature, gotcha. just in a different name. Okay. So what do you think of the story? Weird. Violent, scary. Yeah, but nothing like, nothing actually like life-threatening, I suppose. You know, but enough to scare you. I got to sneeze. Maybe. Maybe. Nope, we're good. Okay. Uh, so just. Sorry. Gross. You're gross. I'm so, sorry, yeah. it's like sneaking it's just up on weird. me. weird. And these Swedish people are weird. <laughs> well, no, I wouldn't go there. How are they weird? I we mean, love them. Yeah, we love them it's, like, it's just weird in these Swedish people. <laughs> it's just funny. No, I mean, they they sound very similar to us, and it sounds like very similar to stories we have. Well, like I just said, locally, like Lima, but... Hocking Hills really seems like where these whole logs are flying in, and these yeah. rocks are being thrown... And they're like, there's some. What people don't realize about Sweden, I don't think, is that the population is very low in the wild areas are very high. Yeah. Like, Pear's home video is the best example I have. Like, literally, he'll walk out of his house and then, like, he looks like he's in the middle of the pine bearings here. Right. Yeah. But he looks like he's in town. Then he walks out 100 yards. And he's not in, in town deep anymore. forest. Yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, there's very. Uh, UP in, in Michigan is about the only thing I can think of that's kind of like that. And it's even still itself not that extreme in some areas. Even, even up in Minnesota, when you're up in northern Minnesota, Minnesota and you're way up there, you know, and you, you're, Minnesota. You're, you're up there, go fish and tilt some back, you know, and just have a good time. Then a Bigfoot's throwing a log down the mountainside at you. It happens. It's it like, happens. I just want to fish this lake here, bud. So. That's Before my Minnesota we give you guy. some possible explanations or what we kind of think trolls are, you can troll hunt here in Ohio. You can also troll hunt in Chicago and several other places. Okay. Uh, this artist known as, let me get his work, Thomas Dambo has done these massive troll sculptures all across the U.S. and the U.K. Uh, here in Ohio, they're in the Allwood Arboretum. Uh, in Chicago, they were in one of the arboretums there too. So basically, they're like they're these giant troll statues that he makes that are all fun and they're made of uh, reclaimed stuff. So they're made of trash. Okay, but they're amazing. What are you supposed to do? You go. It's like a scavenger hunt for these massive creatures. Wait, you just take a picture with them? Yeah, yeah. Okay. They're hidden. Like the one in Chicago has, I think, eleven. So here in Ohio, they're Bo, Biddle, and Bibby. Are the name of the three trolls in the arboretum? What, what are they called again? Bo, Biddle, and Bibby. Oh, okay, okay. Bo, Biddle, and Bibby. Yeah. Okay. Three brothers. <laughs> okay, gotcha. Uh, but in in Chicago, I think there's eleven. Dang. But that arboretum's huge. Okay. What's uh, an art? What's a plant place? Okay. It's kind of like a big garden. Cool. With natural stuff too, like like it's like kind of like a nature preserve mixed with like a like a biological preserve for plants. It's more geared towards plants. Plants. The flora rather yeah. than the fauna. Yeah, right. But, you know, fauna greatly benefits from good flora. Yeah. And sometimes flora benefits from great fauna. Sure. You know, it's sure. a, it's a g give and take. Give it's a push and, and pull. Uh, but, yeah, so you can go. You look up this. Like, if you just do troll hunts near me, 
Like they'll pop up. It's fun. Hmm. The big one in Chicago is like eighty feet tall. We should start one here. Well, there's one in Dayton. Oh, okay. I'm at Nada. Uh, but the big one in Chicago is like eighty feet tall. And it's the hardest one to find. How? It's laying down. Oh, it's cheap. Yeah. So people, like, it's all, buried in the like, really showing out like, these kids and stuff like that. No, it's in like a it's in like a ditch. It would just be funny though. But so you cannot see it when you're like around it. You got to be right on top of it. Basically. You got to go over the hill in the ditch. Oh, gotcha. Okay. It's like in a ditch laying down napping. Gotcha. Uh, so it's what's funny is these kids are like, give you like a little map saying like, it's just like, so for Ohio would be like, here's Bo. And then here's a hint about where Bo likes to hide uh-huh. and all this stuff. And then so like you hear like, this is, this is, I don't remember the big troll's name, but here's, you know, this 80 foot troll. So all these kids are like looking up and like, why can't we find this 80 foot troll? Right. And if you read the like the hits stuff like that, it makes more sense. You got any like written down here? Or? No, it's just like okay. he loves napping. Right. Yeah. He likes the like he likes I don't know basically likes a water ditch. Yeah, yeah. He likes laying in the ditch on the side of his road. Yeah. Look here. Where is he? I'm looking up. But it's geared towards kids and stuff like yeah. that. It's a lot of fun. It does sound like fun. Who doesn't like a good scavenger hunt? Yeah, for eighty foot creatures. Right. Exactly. Looking for Godzillas. Yeah. Oh shoot. I'm down or for Yorman. that. Yorman just means big animal or big creature or giant. Okay. Like Yorman Gander is giant snake. Yeah, the world snake. All right. So world serpent. What are trolls? Um, internet, uh people yeah. on the internet. The that, ones we're talking about. Oh. Uh so the first one I have on this list is just kind of actual just folklore. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Just kind of a compilation of stories. So from the Norse mythology, and like we already talked about the difficulties with the North mythology, that it's kind of hard to even pinpoint what a troll is. Inside their own mythology, when yeah, when the translation is that in the oral traditions, yeah, yeah, it just it's very hard even there. So is it just a redundant structure left over from the Norse mythology in Scandinavia? Mm. That's a possibility. Uh, I personally don't fall to that. I think trolls are are real, or at least there's something. There's something there, just like our fae folk. Our but Bigfoot. I have to say that, that this is just as possible as everything else on this list. That they are just a relic of folklore. Okay, that is just hanging on. Because there's even, like I said, even in their own thing, they don't know what trolls are. Right. Well, you know, anything is possible. You know, anything is possible. Uh, so the first one I have on this list, flesh and blood, or at least kind of flesh and blood, is Bigfoot. Yeah. Is this Scandinavian Bigfoot? Yeah. Or Bigfoot-like. Cousins or cousin, whatever. Yeah. Whatever. Is this their version of Bigfoot? Okay. What's your thoughts? Um, I mean, yeah, I can't rule it out because just like we mentioned from pears videos just as an example there when you're when you got vast wilderness out there and uh just there aren't that much people i mean anything could be living there literally anything like this and we just just because it's not in our science books and things like that doesn't mean it's not possible or it's not alive or it's not existing it's really great habitat for bigfoot and I personally, though, I don't think that at least what most people are experiencing as true trolls, maybe not this middle story we just did mm-hmm. uh, or the last story we just did, but I don't think what most people are experiencing in trolls are Bigfoot. I do think there are Bigfoot in Scandinavia. Yeah. I don't think that's what people are experiencing and calling trolls. Gotcha. Like a lot of these are littler. Okay. I and then a lot of them are a lot bigger. Well, I fully believe, and this is my personal opinion for mm-hmm. Sasquatch, on an average on the global population... A small adult is like that six foot. Like there yeah. are areas of hard resources and stuff like that. They just don't get as big as some of the other ones. I personally believe they top out at like 12 foot. 
And that's just my personal beliefs. I do think there are other things that get much larger. I think they have bi- they're biologically different. I think these monstrous trolls that people are seeing or are real, yeah, but not Bigfoot. Right, I would agree. Agree with that statement. Like there's like and like there's literally murals, and I can't remember what church it is, and I think it's in Sweden or it's you know it's in Norway, uh, of this giant female troll strolling down like the center of a town, and like people are just kind of at her feet, just chilling, walking like, yeah, right with like her. They're normal. Like yeah. it's it's troll season. Like yeah. it's when the trolls come out of the mountains to trade. Man, that would be so awesome. And I believe that was I think the painting was done in like the 13th century. But it's a story from like the seventh. Yeah, gotcha. Okay, that would be so cool to see. So yeah, it's it's very unique stuff. So I don't personally, I'm going no on the Bigfoot. At least ninety percent of these sightings that are trolls sightings are not Bigfoot. Gotcha. Okay, I'm with you. I mean, I'm with you on that for the most part. Because yeah, there's this whole other element to trolls, and I think as yeah, a small slice or portion of them could be Bigfoot-like creatures. What about fey folk? Now, this one, I'm more inclined to think more of them are like this, whereas in Fae Folk being like kind of a catch-all term, but more of those things yeah, that are in between. I don't want to overuse Fae Folk because it is a catch-all term. Yeah. What I think are true Fae is a very small category. Okay. Uh, I don't think they're Fae Folk, personally. I just think the overlap is like they're between realms. Like they're phys- part physical, part somewhere else. But See, I don't even think that. Okay. We'll get to that, but that's my opinions. Yeah. But I just think the fey folk are kind of a European catch-all term for mysterious creatures. Okay. Or creatures that seem to have supernatural abilities, whether they do or don't. You know, it's just like they get pushed into the fey folk. Yeah, that rare you know, species like, or creature realm. That, yeah, that group of yeah mysterious creatures. Uh, and that's what they even said in some of the Scandinavian lore is that that's maybe what the word troll even means. Mm-hmm. Is it's just anything that doesn't fit into the normal categories is a troll. Wasn't Beowulf a tr- considered a troll? Well, Beowulf was a man. But I thought he was still considered like a troll or something. I think his kids. Or a beast when he, or a when troll. He, or... Didn't he breed in, with a monster and create that stuff? She was disguised as a woman? I can't remember. It's been a long time. I think time. he made trolls. I think he bred with like a Beowulf. troll mother. Possibly. It's been a while. And that his offspring became monsters. Maybe we'll do an episode on that one day. But yeah, so there's all this stuff with that. So what's your what's your percentage on Bigfoot? I guess I didn't get your actual. Oh, we're doing number. the percentage? Okay, okay. I know you like this part. Bigfoot. One day it'll accidentally add up to a hundred. <laughs> it would definitely be an accident. Ten percent Bigfoot. It is that sightings or you know. I'm willing to put it in that realm. That's what, you know, I just because I think they're out there and there's definitely overlap in behavior. What about Fay Folk? 32%. Ooh, ooh. More ooh. of a bigger chunk of the circle, the pie. How about this thing? Trolls are aliens. Just not from here, or? Not from here, interdimensional or whatever aliens are is what trolls are. And from another it's space. It's surprising rock. the amount of UFO activity seen with trolls. Uh, I left out a really big story we're going to do a whole episode on mm-hmm. with some Finnish skiers. And they encountered a troll, a fully troll, and it got to a spaceship, and the one guy got psychic abilities from experiencing this- a troll. And he's not the only one. So there's a lot of troll encounters that end with either seeing a UFO or actually seeing the creature go into a UFO. Okay. And trolls have, to me, a little more supernatural 
esque stuff with them than Bigfoot do, but not really. It's it's weird. Trolls are weird because I think they're a catch-all term. Gotcha. Okay. For any weird phenomena that has hominoidish and has hair is a troll in Scandinavia, which is several countries. What's what's their uh? Well, I was gonna say Swedish word for troll, but. Scandinavian word is there like a word for just I troll? said it earlier it's like trollkula okay and then okay. even Riza and a couple right. other words and then that's where the translation kind of yeah. all just comes back to troll interesting trolls are like right now is the modern catch-all term for a lot of ancient stuff gotcha okay yeah I'm just trying to think in my head if any of those break down in a different way to them but isn't it weird how much alien activity or alien-esque Activity or what we would consider UFOs, right? Could be is popping to, up around trolls. Yeah, it is kind of strange. You don't really connect the two or think about the two as the same thing at all. And, but people do the same thing with Bigfoot, and we have a lot of we did a whole episode, right? Yeah, on true. Bigfoot with UFOs. Hmm, it's like this whole realm of paranormal. Well, I, I, we both are big believers that there's a lot more connections than most people want to realize, right? With yeah. the realm of the paranormal, yeah. Whether it's cryptozoology, ghosts. You know, UFOs, yeah. Alien, quote-unquote. Yeah, there's a lot more overlap than people want to realize. You know, people, let's just take a moment right now. Oh, We're One day, gosh. one day, Cryptids of the Corn is going to connect all these dots. We're going to expose this realm and reveal it for what it really is. And I don't know what that is. I don't know, I'm waiting. But, but we'll be there. We'll, just buckle up. We're all in this ride together. So what are you giving me for aliens, percentage-wise? Well, I, you know, if you think about it, that there's just a lot of overlap. So when it comes to the, I just that term alien. I'm just saying alien as in I don't know if they're from another rock or interdimensional or not yeah. from here. It's that not from here term. It's that not from here. and Intelligent, not from here. Right, with UFO-like. Abilities. Ability, yeah. Which is so Which strange, is te- isn't it? Yeah. It's so weird. How? What yeah. percentage? Jay, I'm afraid I'm breaking it down so I can get my to a number in my head. I don't know, twenty nine percent. Ooh, but uh, just slightly under Bigfoot. No, 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 just slightly under Faye. Oh, under Faye, I apologize. Yeah, come on, don't misrepresent me. This is serious. Um, but it it is weird. Like, uh, I mean, you got trolls, and you got quote unquote like from here aliens. You got Bigfoot. You got, uh, well, I. I Kind of fey, we'll say skinwalker stuff, even like uh, mm-hmm. uh, but they all have like these flying ships, and, so I, and ships is a loose it's term. Weird, you said skinwalker. There's a story from Sweden, uh huh, that somebody called a skinwalker that I almost included in here because I'm pretty sure it was a troll, okay. But then, uh, and pairs attested to this that Swedish people can be pretty obsessed with American folklore and folklore and yeah. stuff like that. So it's. I think that's another thing that's muddying the modern stuff is trying to put uh, English or American terms on uh, Scandinavian paranormal events. Right. Yeah. Makes sense. Th- so some of them are the same. Some of them are not. They have. I fully believe they have unique things happening. Well, like we just already have kind of discussed or discovered is there's so many like, um, what's the word like, things that act the same or have the same qualities, but they're different things, but they still kind of overlap the same behaviors. Mm-hmm. So with this, you know, I mean, you hear about something in America that's has the same exact behavior, but we might, you know, 
we might know it's a completely different creature or being or whatever, but they still act in similar fashion. So mm-hmm. you might as well just call it the same thing mm-hmm. when it's acting the same way, mm-hmm. but it's all the way across the globe. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh yeah, we have this here too. It acts, it does the same thing. It stole grandma last week too. <laughs> so what are, you, what are you giving me percentage wise for aliens? I already did. What was it? 30, 29? Yeah. Okay. I couldn't remember from all that spiel. There's a lot there to unpack. How about the next one? Oh, I don't know how I feel about that. <laughs> Forest elementals. Oh, actually, I do. <laughs> actually, I do know how I feel about that. See, I think this plays a, a huge role in a lot of these things, but I just don't know where to put my finger on elemental or. I don't even really know what a. Like, I know what very. The word elemental is another one that, like, was big in the 90s. It was okay. big in the 80s and the 90s, and now it's Fay Folk. Earth, wind, fire. Not exactly. Like, this would be nature. Nature. Dirt. Uh, but like these these beings that just exist out of the area or out of the environment itself. Mm-hmm. And if you look at it, this like one of the stories said it was kind of transparent or fusing into the greenery behind it. Yeah. And you look at the Green Man stories and all this stuff, or these Bigfoot or troll-esque creatures, Swamp these, these hominoids that are made of plant matter. Yeah. And that can disappear into the plant matter. Swamp thing, yeah, very, you know, kind of. Like, Me. literally. Yeah. So what do you think about this kind of stuff? I, I'm with you that I never really know where to put my finger on elementals. Like I think, as I, in, I, think I know where you put a, some of your fingers on it. Mushrooms. Yeah, and I do, I do think there is some of that phenomena with the sentient fungus and stuff like that. But how much of the phenomena is attributed to that? You know, I don't want to be it's all that. Let's just call it sentient fungus projections. That's what they're. That's what they're Sentient saying. Sentient fungus projections. They're making like the like the like the alien predator, th- or the predator looking thing. You know, it's translucent. Translucent's there. It's not there. Just it's, it's just, just a, a projection. It's yeah. Just a projection from sentient fungus. So sentient fungi projection. What are you thinking for forest elementals then? Well, I'll still give this a nice slice of the pie, but I just don't know what it is. Twenty five percent. Ooh. Yeah. Here's my second to last one for you. Oh shoot, I'm running out of running out of room. Yeah. I think you're well over a hundred. Not yet. Twenty nine, thirty one, twenty five. And then five. Nine. nine. Yeah. And uh, now nah, we're still there. We got room. Uh <laughs> made me laugh. Old demons. Ooh. And I mean this like we talked about in Appalachia and stuff like that. These old, old demons from the time before, man that some of them are still roaming the earth. I think a lot of them got locked up, and like the Appalachian ones, I think, were ones. Yeah. And there's some evidence that suggests that these are some of the ones that may have been locked up and released by early mining events uh, in the Scandinavian mountain ranges. Ooh, what's the history of Scandinavian mines? Well, it's where seriously like the Bronze Age and the Silver Age and all this started. It's where like commercial mining for the planet, as far as we can tell from this, this time around, started hmm. is in Scandinavia. With these, they had the amount of coal and ore and stuff present, and once again, they have a lot of coal. And I really think there's something to do with these old demons being locked underneath coal beds, mm. and that when man extracts it, it's because it's it's for me, it's toxic to the planet the whole way through. It's toxic to the people that mess with it the whole way through. It's very alluring because it's an easy fuel source. But the death and destruction from start to finish that accompanies coal, to me, is a warning in itself. Hmm. And then once you get to the layer, these things are able to break out. It's like a balancing 
thing. Literally, it's a prison. I think it's a prison, and it's I think it's from when God punished some of these old demons, uh, the ones that didn't go to hell but didn't stay in heaven, the ones that got stuck in between, and they were so evil and nasty, they put mountains on top of them. And as we dig into the earth and we scar our land we live in. I'm saying, yeah. We make deep cuts. When we start digging, like literally. It fights back. You with- weren't here for the Appalachian Intelligence episode we did with those guys. Uh, but literally there's stories of these old coal miners doing these test bore drills mm-hmm. and getting into these voids under the coal pockets and either hearing like something down there like screaming or they come back the next day and it looks like something clawed its way out of the hole and all the equipment's busted out. Oh, that sounds that sounds. Uh, I wouldn't want to work there. But I'd move to Arizona. That, that, there's people that said that was their last day ever mining for coal. Yeah, but they were doing these basically kind of like oil rigs, doing test samples for coal. Man, if you see like weird cloth thing coming That's out of this hole, literally the one in the Tiger Valley in West Virginia described this. I would be like, "All right, kids, we're moving to Europe. We're going to New England. Yeah, yeah. Where nobody <laughs> digs for coal. So there's this. To me, there's this." Very spiritual thing with coal because I've firsthand seen acid mine drainage and stuff like that. When you when you dig for coal, the repercussions aren't just when you burn the coal. It's even the ability you opening up the coal vein to the outside air creates sulfuric acid that kills hundreds of miles of river, mm. kills everything it touches. There's nothing, nothing. I mean, besides maybe a very small percentage of some kind of bacteria, but even then. One percent, like not one percent, one pH sulfuric acid we found before in some of these acid mine drainage events. That's pretty acidic. Nothing, nothing lives there. Nothing. It's like it's, battery acid, ain't it? It's way worse. Way worse. I think battery acid scores into like a three. Dang. Okay. It's like. And so each one. Now I may be a little wrong on this, but it's roughly like each point one on the pH scale is a hundred times the other way. So if you go from a three to a two point nine, it's a hundred times more acidic. Really? Yeah. Dang. It's, a, it's just a 1 to 12 scale. It's a sensitive, yeah, it's a sensitive scale. Dang, okay. So it's really our 1 to 14 scale, I'm sorry. Oh, that's right, yeah. Uh, but So it's really, uh, yeah, that's right. Really dangerous stuff. So to me, there's something spiritual about this. And I've showed you the big scars down in Hawking and stuff like that from when you just, it just put your air hole into some of these coal veins. And it literally makes it looks like the mountain's bleeding. Mm. And so these old demons, I do think, were punished and put under this stuff because it burns the whole time. It's like it's like a softer version of hell. I know what it is. It just all hit me at once. You know what it is? Huh. So back in old, old, old times, which is probably why Appalachia is one of the oldest mountain ranges in the world, right? Mm-hmm. It was indeed a giant that had fallen and turned to a mountain, and the evil, he had a high uh, processed sugar diet. And, so you're going with Star Trek. And he had, like, demons living in it, like, you know, bacteria, evil bacteria living in his body. This is a Star Trek episode. And his body, like, <laughs> really? Yeah. Where and the giants shed their sludge, this black evil sludge. They got all the evil out of their bodies. So, and it turned into this evil black sludge that just tortured people. See? So these coal veins are part of this body and once you dig into it you're releasing these bacteria because they don't die they go dormant you know bacteria goes dormant in these little pockets you're you're digging into these billion year old bodies giant bodies that have these billion year old bacteria living in them 
and you know giants were big so bacteria is big you know for them the ones that fester in their body now they've been stuck in hibernation for i don't think that's how that works and then you dig se. dig them out and you react they're exposed to air again and then that water vapor reactivates their stasis and here they come it's oh, demon back it's giant demon bacteria so what do you think about though my old giant theory like with appalachia i'm with you i think i'm extrapolating upon it well, we'll get to your demon bacteria for no apparent reason but no, what what do you think about these creatures that I that, that there is evidence that are buried under these coal, and these are the ones that are released. They were just released, you know, three four thousand years ago versus you know relatively modern, right? Two hundred years ago or something. Yeah, and then now they're just roaming the mountains in the and forest. And talking, the, another point to this is trolls are always said to have a hatred for Christianity, mm. a real hatred, and even they're saying that if you say you're a Christian. If you are a Christian, you say you're a Christian to a troll, a troll has to leave you alone. Like, they'll just abandon it. They'll abandon the hunt and everything like this. They even did that in the original Troll uh, troll Hunter show, where they said you have to yeah, be a Christian. Did. Yeah, they did, didn't they? And the guy lied, and he got eaten. Yeah. Huh. So there's this whole demonic side to the troll legend lore. Yeah. Man, trying to connect these dots sometimes makes my head hurt. So what do you think? What percentage for... Ancient mountain demons. Ancient mountain <laughs> Just funny to say out loud. Um, let's see. Let me put my thinking cap on it, my serious face. Ancient mountain demons, 17%. So this is my second most likely to me. I think it's like three from third for me. Yeah. Yeah. You've given the other ones that aren't as true higher percentage. Anyways, this is like the one I'm really, I get behind. That especially with like there are Bigfoot sightings over there that are called trolls. I'm not talking yeah. about those ones. I'm talking about the actual legends of trolls. That, right. That it's the ancient mountain demons. Ancient mountain demons. My last one are actual living giant Neanderthals or giants, whatever giants were. Hmm. Interesting. That it's just the Scandinavian mountains had a small population that have always been there. And relatively recently died out because it's uh, during the Crusades and stuff like that. They were talking about hunting Scandinavian trolls, yeah, and paying these armies to come in and hunt out the trolls, uh, stuff like that. So what if they literally were the last one of the last strong populations of giants? Now we look at giants; they're said to almost like all around the world cultures talk about the giants living in the mountains, right? For some reason, right? Uh, we don't know what that exact reason is, but they talk about it quite often. So is this the really 40-foot-tall people? And people-ish. You know, they weren't like... They didn't look like a man. Humanoid. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and they may have not even been related to humans, per se. They may have been just human-ish looking. Filled the niche. Yeah. Or just big, furry creatures. Big, yeah. hairy creatures. They had nose. They had hands. They big had feet. stony creatures, even. Yeah. And they did talk about, you know, whether it's callus or actual stone. Uh, but this mm-hmm. is the one I lean towards the most. That it's living. Ne- well, I put Neanderthals in this list, but not really Neanderthal per se. Just living ancient humans or living ancient giants, the real giants. Yeah, and that they're just they're Jorman is the word that's often associated with troll, which literally means giant. Mm-hmm. And they were seem to be really intelligent. Uh, they seem to craft weapons and tools, but they were very primitive also. Like, just use brute force. Yeah, because yeah. they didn't need... They didn't have the same ingenuity needs 
So you're that point, those parts of your brains don't develop. Just grab a big rock and throw it at you. Literally a tree. Yeah. I mean, what if, what if in Earth's history, what could hunt a 40-foot-tall human? Um, Keep in mind, T-Rex was 20-foot tall. A bombardier beetle. long. But so there's not any predators <laughs> that's ever associated with giants. Hmm. I mean, smaller humans about it. Yeah, and it's in those you know, those are feats. So your brain, you know, you get dumb when you get big. As in not dumb, dumb. As in like lazy. Yeah. Complacent. There's nothing. There's nothing like big sauropods. They didn't have very large brains because they didn't need it. If you're 150 tons and 80 foot tall, I'll just step on you. Yeah, literally the biggest predators of their time, some of the biggest land predators on the planet, couldn't touch an adult. Mm. It would be pointless. It's it's like a jackal attacking an elephant. I know what you need, huh? Steve Irwin. Steve Irwin could do it. Yeah, uh, but no. So I really think that what they're talking about are the last remnants of giants. Mm. I think a lot of the sightings today are a hodgepodge of different phenomena. That's just getting put under the umbrella term, but I'm talking about these old sightings, these giants coming, these monsters coming into town mm-hmm. that were not, as far as what we say, evil, evil. Uh, they were very territorial. They weren't fond of humans in any great way, but they weren't malicious towards humans in any great way mm. uh, on a very individualized level. Uh, they would trade. They liked cheese. They liked wine. <laughs> I, I don't, who blames them? I'm an alcoholic cheese person myself. Are you from Wisconsin? No. Oh, okay. Uh, so what do you think? What do you think about real giants? Um, I just don't, I don't know if, if I can, for some reason, I just can't see them falling into that category of like the ancient human giants. Cause when, when I think of like, uh, you probably you've seen Lord of the Rings, right? Mm-hmm. Remember when they're going through that one mountain pass? Like, oh, you know, we can go this way, but it'll take forever, or we have to go through this mountain pass. It's it's shorter, we'll save time, but it's way more dangerous. Mm-hmm. And there's mountain trolls, and it's like the giants, mountain things throwing rocks at them. And st- remember that? Mm-hmm. That's kind of the picture I get. I don't know if I see like the giant humans maybe being like of that size or nature of nature. I mean, I just, I guess I don't know. I don't know where I fall See, in this if, one. I think that I really think they're more Neanderthal shaped giants. What do you mean? Like by that, I guess much wider and much broader, uh, st- giant stocky build, even their arms being longer, like that two to one ratio, yeah, whatever it was m- much more. <laughs> uh, so yeah, humans are three to one, Bigfooters two to one. And I think these guys may even be more, more rock shaped one to one, like Grafton monster. Yeah. I think they may even partially walk with their their arms uh, for balancing and stuff like that. I don't know why giants seem to gravitate towards mountain ranges, and it may just be because people don't go there. Right. It's harder for humans to be yeah. around. Uh, these guys obviously live in much colder climates, so this being covered in hair kind of would make more much more sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, very Bigfoot-esque, but the the actual facial description stuff like that, they're human-ish, but they don't, they're not... Bigfoot esque. Yeah. These guys have giant noses. Yeah. You know, these guys have these features that scream everything opposite of a Sasquatch. Right. Yeah. When it comes to that element. Yeah. For sure. Hmm. I'm going giants. What's your percentage? I just think they're giants from a different cloth. As in, yeah. like, much more, like maybe even Neanderthal giants. Yeah. I don't know. I'm trying to, I'm trying to piece this together in my head right now and I'm having difficulty where to place it. But I don't know. I mean, I guess anything's possible, isn't it? And I'll, so I'll put this, you know, 12%. You're awful. 
Do you have any that I didn't include that you were thinking about? Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. Well, that movie Troll Hunter just it's, it's if you haven't seen it, it's good, and you don't mind reading subtitles. Yeah, uh, is it that old? Mm-hmm. No way. I think it is. Two thousand four, two thousand six. No way. They kept making the rounds again and again. Oh wow! It's really good. It's really good. Um, I really recommend watching that movie. I haven't seen the sequel yet, but I, I'm sure I will soon. Uh, but it's good. It, it definitely gives you a, a that there are whole species, there's whole groups, there's whole members, and it even kind of falls into my modern Bigfoot humanity theory that. <laughs> That these creatures in that everybody at home listen to some of the bonus stuff. You want to know what I mean by that? Yeah. Uh, that these creatures may look humanish, but they are not related to humans very closely at all. Yeah. And that they're much more ancient orders uh, that just happen to co uh, co evolve or you know convergent evolution into similar body builds. Ancient orders. Ancient orders. I like that. It sounds like a band name. Cyrenian. Cyrenian. That's the first out. Al- that's the first track on the album. Yeah. Ancient orders. What was the mountain demon thing? The uh, old mountain. De- I don't remember. I don't now. remember either. But that's that, that's the album. So, do you have any though that? Um, I don't think I have any that you didn't directly cover or go over or touch on. I just I do think there, I think there, there's parts of this world and parts of like in olden. I think in old times maybe. We were connected to that spiritual realm, if I can call that like a physical place that overlaps ours right now. But I think maybe in old times we were in more tune with that uh, energy or realm. Or so maybe like different worlds were more open to us, if any of this even makes sense. But I think back in the day, these things overlapped a lot more and we had more access to it just from our the human consciousness consciousness state of mind gave us more access to these different realms so these things bled through and we coexisted with them a lot more whereas in nowadays we're more locked into our material realm Mm. where we can't we don't have access to these things but from time to time they do bleed through and i think as we move through time as a species and humanity we kind of go through these bouts of uh um more uh connectedness with these realms or you know higher uh spiritual uh in tuneness i don't know the way i'm trying to word it but i think you kind of get what i'm saying mm-hmm. and these things will bleed through or you you gain access to them or more awareness of them even you know through these um different times of higher consciousness i don't know or higher thinking or higher being but not just you as an individual when humanity as a humanity whole as a whole i think technology ruins that side of it yeah because it, it makes you re- re- more reliant on that stuff than your own brain yeah you're locked into as a human as a whole like you're saying as a, as, whole, as yeah. a group i can agree with that 100 percent. because i mean you just for example i mean it's getting worse as further we progress with technology but when i was a kid you know you had to navigate somewhere before even MapQuest, you had to get out the map and actually navigate by a map. All right, we need to take this road to this road, this highway to that, turn off on this little road, and that's how you navigated. And now you have to, like, pull out your phone. You have to type in the address or, you know, put up a little pin next to where you're going, and you just follow the phone, look at the phone, tell, do what the phone says, just for example. But th- that might be more of a common thing in everything we're doing in life 
where we rely on our phone, you know, oh, I don't know what this means. Google it. You know, that just, that still bothers me. Like Google it, just Google it. It's like, yeah, you'll get your answer, but there's just, now there's that piece missing. I don't know. In the human psyche of just discovering or self-learning, you rely on your phone or technology to take care of it for you now. And we lose a little part of ourselves. Hmm. Well, on that, I have been the great and powerful mystery. And I have been, uh, who was it? Number four. That's number four. Brett Favre clone. Jay. Jay, yes. And together, we are Crypto Corn Podcast. Thank you, guys. Remember, if you can, share the Kickstarter. We greatly love you and appreciate you guys for all the support you give. You guys have a great day. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Crypts of the Corn podcast. Please share with a friend you think would like us. It's the best way to help our show grow. Leave a comment, rate us, a five-star review. And remember, there is always extra content on Patreon slash CryptsOfTheCorn.com. And don't forget, stay magical. mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.